What do you think? Intro music? No. <laughs> no. Not gonna but work. we'll keep it because it is an extra special day to, today. That's true. For Boys Talk NBA and the rest of the world. For all of us. Welcome, by the way, to Boys Talk NBA. Today is Guy Fox Day. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. The what? guns and the plot. Something about the I plot. I don't remember the rest of it. Hmm, that's ironic. <laughs> well, this day means a lot to me, clearly. What's on the, what's on the plate today? We've got, we've got Who Walks Out, Shooting Guards Edition. Yes. We've got... Some saucy stuff in there. We, we're going to introduce our fan theories. One of them. We're also going to talk specifically about the Clippers-Warriors rivalry. Yeah, we are. A budding rivalry. It's been it's been brewing for a while, I think. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Steph Curry, I assume. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> of course, you, we're going to talk about <laughs> Steph Curry. Let's, let, let's, a freak. Let's start Clips-Warriors. Okay. Did you watch the game? Mm-mm. Well, it was a nail-biter, my friend. But, I don't know. I was upset because uh, Chris Paul sat out the last play of the, the game. Minute. It was the what's last the, play. It was the very last play. What's the rationale as a coach? Like, play devil's advocate, because I think the, the natural thing to say is you want Chris Paul in on that play. Yeah. Probably. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah. You're going to want... As a coach. Right. You're going to want the second best point guard in the game. Yeah. Didn't plan. Him. Well, I mean, I think something came out. They, I think Doc said something about him having, like, he had a groin injury or something like that. Which, you know, makes sense. You know. I, I don't think it was very serious, but... And also, at the end of the game, it was basically going to come down to... Well, it had already come down to free throws. And when it comes down to free throws with the Warriors, then you're probably not going to win. Right. Especially when you got DeAndre Jordan on the floor. And Paul Pierce couldn't hit a free throw, and Chris Paul could not hit a free throw. Chris Paul went 0 for 2. Two very clutch free throws. Really? And he does not miss free throws. So that was frustrating, yeah. being a CP3 fan. DJ went 1 for 2. I was I was proud of the guy. Well, that, that's on his career level, though. I mean, it's above. True. <laughs> so he, he, he True. played above his, his right. typical ceiling. So In a high-pressure moment. Right. But, I mean, look, we I mean, we... It was expected that the Warriors were going to win that game. Oracle Arena at home. Steph Curry's been playing out of their mind, out of his mind. I was I was really hoping the Clips were going to pull it out. And watching the game, I thought it was going to happen. They've just got too many weapons, and I think the Clippers just Chris Paul is too afraid of losing a lead. I feel like he plays a lot differently when like in really tight situations. Right. If they have a lead and the lead starts to shrink, the other team goes on a run. He kind of white knuckles it and yeah. and Doc does and the rest of the team does too and that's why you know I mean if they would have played the way they'd played for three fourths of the game well, then they would have it's a team that's not used to being this good that's I mean, true I mean the Clippers have not been good until the last five right. six years and also the last five or six years they have a history of blowing big moments true true um, you mentioned the Warriors have too many weapons on paper, though, I, I I would think that on paper, just names, 
The Clippers have more weapons. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's true. Yeah. But I think that... I, I guess, like, you, you weapons that have uh, know how to be utilized. Like right, and another. that team doesn't know how to play together yet. I no, mean, it's so new. I mean, Lance Stevenson and Paul team. Pierce... I mean, but Lance Stevenson has played amazing. Yeah, ball. he has. He's so fun to watch. Two for two from three, baby. I don't, care what, I don't care what anyone says. Lance Stevenson is my guy. <laughs> I love him. He's so fun to watch. He's a bottle rocket man. He is. He really is. Steph, pretty good. Pretty good player. He's he's gonna be really good one day, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who are we kidding? Is he the best player in the league right now? He has to be. There's no. I don't think you could really no. make an argument for anybody else. No. It's not LeBron. He's shooting 64% from three in transition. I don't even know what to do with that stat. <laughs> because it's a that's a video game stat. Well, he looks like a video game. I mean, he's he's doing all these things that you do in video games. He will, <laughs> yeah. he will weave in and out of three or four people and throw a shot up. Right. And, you know, his, his release is already really, like, you know, lightning quick as it is. So every shot kind of looks like he's just throwing it up. I mean... Yeah, it looks like it, it's it's just it is. I, I I can't fathom the level of repetition that it takes to get there, and it's why I'm not in the league. I don't know what it's like. Why you're not what in the league? Mm. That's the only reason. Right, it's the lack of repetition. Mm-hmm. Steph and <laughs> Steve Kerr. This is how good of a shooter Steph is. Steph and Steve Kerr in practice, they they end every practice with a free throw shooting contest. Mm. And it's not make and miss the way we know it. It's <laughs> They spice it up? Yes. It's you miss it if it touches the rim. Oh, my gosh. So a make is a, a swish, you know, which if I get one of those out of ten, it's awesome. But it's, it, it, it's funny to me because the assumption is we're going to make all ten. Now. Right, it's like, okay, right. that's a given. Yeah, yeah, we're going to so, make all ten. to make it an actual competition. If you hit rim, Let's make miss. it harder. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how... Uh, astonishing. I wonder how uh, DJ DeAndre would do in that situation. He's too busy dunking. You know, that's true. He wouldn't have time. I wonder, you know, I mean, you hear a lot about these, these post players and people that are notoriously bad free throw shooters. You know, Rondo the past couple years. No Josh excuse, Smith. in my opinion. DJ, Shaq, you know, you hear, have all these, like, stories of people that go to games and watch them in warm-ups and they're just draining, automatic. Yeah. So, you know, is it a mental thing? What's going on? It has to be, because so many of those guys can shoot it from the elbow. They can shoot it off a pass at the elbow, or anywhere in mid-range for that matter. Right. But all of a sudden, whenever they have time to think about it, and they're right in front of the goal, it doesn't go in. I will say, I don't know if I've ever seen DeAndre Jordan shoot no. from the elbow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him sh- I don't know, shoot I, it. A jump shot. I, mean, <laughs> I, I wonder I, what that would look like. I can't picture it. Hideous. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure it's ugly. It would be offensive <laughs> to watch. <laughs> it, it, it would be morally inexcusable. <laughs> I, here's a question. What about DeAndre Jordan? Here's a question. Two, really. We talked about this the other day. Is it is like the hack a shack, hack a player method? Should it be outlawed? No, I don't think so. I mean, for the sake of entertainment, I mean, yeah, it would be better if it wasn't around. But 
I think that's a very fundamental part of the game, like needing to be able to make free throws. Yeah. That if you take that away, I think that alters the game in a pretty significant way. And also it, it's like, you know, it encourages kids to, you shoot know, what, what does that say? Like it, you Yeah, know. it says that, well, if you can't shoot a free throw, it's not as big of a deal. Right. Yeah. It's a free shot. Like, it's a free, it's free. <laughs> you No one's guarding you. You're 15 feet from the goal or 12. How far is it from free throw? 15, 15 feet. Okay. No one's guarding you. You have, you can practice. They're actually watching you. <laughs> That's the only shot that you can practice and it can be, I mean, except for obviously the environment. Everything about that is the exact same. Yeah. There's, there's. It, it's the only shot. There's really not. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. really not. You know, it, it's hard because I don't want to say that there's no excuse because I'm not seven foot tall right. and have. You'll have to forgive us here. We had some te- technical difficulties and our microphone cut out on us. Um, it picked back up without us noticing um, as we were talking about Austin Rivers and how he is the poor man's DJ Augustine. Thank you for bearing with us. We're so unprofessional. Um, <clears throat> in my mind, I, I see him as sort of like a... Uh, almost like a poor man's DJ Augustine. In, in a way. way. Wow, I said in a way and you mm-hmm. say in what way. Because I, I think DJ Augustine is just an understood... His ceiling is sort of backup point guard. Yeah. But he's good enough to keep around. And he's very solid. And Austin Rivers is just sort of coming into that, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And he's still fairly young, really. really. Yeah. I so. wonder how that father-son I, relationship I don't know goes. what that's like. It's kind of sad. I read uh, I read a while ago that Doc said like he basically considers him more of a player than a son. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty brutal. But I guess they you know, didn't spend much time, like a whole lot of time together growing up. So. Well, I mean, how... Uh, my my the last time that my dad was my coach was in third grade, mm-hmm. and you hated it. Oh, uh, it was the worst. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah, blocked it out. Yeah, <laughs> repressed it. <laughs> but th- think about I, yeah, I had the same think about if you're if you're in the pros, and your dad has, I assume, taught you a lot of what you know about basketball. You're on his team, and. Your dad is admitting to the entirety of the free world that he knows at least six or seven basketball players that are better than you. But, <laughs> yes, but he's also admitting, and he's also putting money on the line, my son is better than, you know, all the people on the Clippers bench, all the people that are in the D-League. Right, Rivers yeah. came from all the people that aren't even in the league. Sure. So, you know, his son's got to back that up. <laughs> put yeah. a put a lot. Any any has. I'm not it, saying that yeah, he's no, no, yeah, like sure. playing favoritism or anything like that because he's been great, especially this season. But it's but that's not, that's it's not a dynamic that I would want to be involved. I would. In yeah, no way. No, no way. No, that would suck. Last thing about the Clippers. And this is, you know, I think the Clippers are a legit contender, and I've thought that for the past couple of years. They have got to get rid of Jamal Crawford. I can't stand it anymore. What? I cannot stand it. 
Everybody loves Jamal Crawford. No. Not anymore. Everybody loves <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Could not be more wrong, my friend. He he is okay, so he was good a couple years ago when the Clippers had no bench. And so you had the, you know, the But the handle schoolyard. Yeah, no, I get it. I get like the attraction. I get the appeal. He's fun to watch. He's flashy. He can light it up. But he's getting older. But there's a better bench. We all are. You you're not giving me much of a you're, meaningful dissent no. right now because you <laughs> no, can't. No, I'm not. Okay, so there are so many times in that that game when he was just dribbling out the shot clock, and he doesn't fit anymore. He doesn't fit, and he's too selfish of a player. He can't. He's not a good passer. And he's not willing to do that. He's not willing to do that, and I think they need to get rid of him. But if you're – tell me if I'm wrong. If you're on the blacktop and you're drafting players to play on your street ball team – Yeah, I'd pick Lance he, Stevenson every time. No, you'd pick Jamal Crawford. <laughs> what I'm saying is that doesn't translate. No, at all, no. I mean, look, you know, hot sauce. Yeah, look at Julius Irving. Mm, really good point. <laughs> Mm, really good point. Okay, well, I, I mean, I think I think that's it. I, I think if they get rid of Jamal Crawford, and hopefully they do, they win. They win. Is I'll he put, the, is he I'll the put my entire savings on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You think the Clippers win if they get rid of Jamal Crawford? Yep. Can they win if they keep him? It's going to be tough. There's always going to be that. Difficulty do, there. Do you think he's that native of a player? I really do. Really? Because you also have Austin Rivers who has that tendency. And so when he's not getting touches, when he gets the ball, he's wanting to do something with it. And so you end up having two players that are like that. You have Paul Pierce out there. Sometimes Lance is there as well. Yeah. Sure. It's just too many players. Glenn Davis. He's not on the team anymore. Big baby. <laughs> Just, just say his nickname. Well, I, try, I, I, I said, no, I know he's on the team. I said Glenn Davis because no one says Glenn Davis. Right. It's Glenn Big Baby Davis. Yeah. And then the reason the nickname is stuck forever is because That's he, what he, is. he held a press conference saying, I don't, I don't want to be, be called Big Baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, the perfect response to that, okay, Big Baby. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is something a Big sure, baby, baby would do. Sure, Big Baby. <laughs> All right, big baby. <laughs> That's enough Clippers. That's enough Clippers. That's enough Clippers. Wow, it's not like Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's enough Clippers. Doc Rivers shows up in the attic up here. That's enough Clippers. <laughs> Steph, does he... The, okay, I, I... You can do what? what it's foolish to assume that he keeps up this pace for a year. I would say so, but I mean... I don't think it's going to get much worse. Though. He surprised us before. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's sort of his career surprise. I mean, really. Well, when he first came to the league, I didn't... I mean, he was injury-ridden. He was undersized. He's he's still undersized. Well, that's true. But I, I didn't, you know... I mean, I loved him at Davidson, but I didn't think he was going to no. be a... Well, when he came out of Davidson, he was player. just like the, the, the clutch hero. Man, for a bit, yeah. You know? God, he could score back then, too, but... Yeah, I didn't think it was going to translate as well as it has, obviously. And he had those weak ankles for the longest time, those first couple of years. And, God, but he's been healthy and great ever since. And, I mean, he's just going to – you know, his shot percentage, as amazing as it is, he is – and as amazing a shooter he is in general, he is the third 
best shot improvement. He has the third best shot improvement in the NBA right now over last year. And he lit it up last year. He was the MVP. And his, he's the third most improved shooting. And he's getting better. Yes. Because, I mean, by by most like aging charts, most aging bell curves, he's entering his prime. That's scary. That's disgusting. That's bad news for other teams. That's bad news for other players who are in the running for greatest of all time. <laughs> I mean, really, though. Well, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to jump there. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm not going to, but I think it's time that people start getting themselves ready for that discussion. Okay, I think that's Getting true. themselves ready to at least consider Steph Curry as, you know, top 10, mm-hmm. top 15 ever. I can see that. For sure. I'm ready for him to develop his... I'm ready for him. I'm ready for him to develop his defense a little more. Right. And when he does that, then I can, I'm willing to start having that conversation. Elite shooter, we know that. Elite passer, great ball handler, amazing, great floor general. Yeah, he, I mean he's got he's got everything and, going and, on, and he's not he's not horrible on defense. No, he's not. He's not. No. He's admirable. Yeah, oh, he's very definitely serviceable. Um, he's not going to hurt any team defensively. Not the way Enos Cantor does. <laughs> that man, huge. He's an enigma. <laughs> I'm a huge Thunder fan. It's awful. His defense is a trap. I mean. How? How? You know? I mean, how can you That's be? That's the thing. How can you be that bad? To, I sincerely me, don't understand. To almost everyone, defense is easier than offense. <laughs> offense is a lot of finesse. It's a lot of soft hands. Good, th- you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but defense is pretty. Just stay between your man and the ball in the in the basket. Put your hands up. That go. That gets you a long way. I wouldn't say it's easier. I will, but I think what you're trying to say is that. It's not as it's technically more, complex. It's more simple. It's a very simple. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Stay between your guy and the basket. Understand good help defense. Move your yeah. hands. Yeah, just sure. placement. I mean, it's... Dude, he... he so do you think it comes down to effort then? Is that the... Is he I, just lazy? Yes. That's exactly what I think. How can you be that lazy? I don't know. And if someone <laughs> is that lazy at that level of ball, they gotta be... You gotta, you gotta question their, their intelligence. If I mean, if he wasn't, you know... Like a potential twenty ten guy. He already, I mean, he is. He is twenty ten guy. I mean, he, he he's he's a walking double. Well, on, he's, he's a great rebound. On on the Jazz, he was twenty ten. I mean, I don't think right. he's going to be averaging twenty points a game for the Thunder. No. But yeah, that's yeah, exactly. No, but so, to have, but to if have, he didn't have that, then he right. would, he'd be riding the bench. But what what right? It, it, but if but with the Thunder, there's there's other guys that can score. Right. And he's in the second unit. Through through four games, they are twenty seven. The Thunder are twenty seventh, twenty seventh in opponents' points allowed in the paint. When you have with Sergi Baca, Sergi Baca and Stephen Adams down there, both. Well, Serge amazing defensively. Yeah. Stephen Adams great on defense. Kendrick Perkins would go on defense too, but he's long gone, of course. Beasting that- it out in New Orleans. But the second unit is Nick Collison, who is a 5 out of 10 in every category. <laughs> yep. White bread, baby. <laughs> Nick White Bread Collison. You gotta love him. He's amazingly minimal. He, Nick, Nick Collison gets the job done. He, he, that's right. He just he does his job. That is, end. End of discussion. He does his job. And, but whenever you stick Nick Collison next to 
Enos Cantor. So now you have a 5 out of 10 on defense next with a 0 out of 10 on he defense. He would probably be a 0 on that scale. He is. He is a 0. If there's only 10 points to give, he's a 0. Surge, Surge is a 9. I wonder if he would be bet, if the Thunder would benefit more if he just wasn't on the defensive end. Mm, like a If he's a 0 out of 10. Like, he's a point five. He... No. Well, okay. Are you saying they should cherry pick <laughs> like the Keens talked about? <laughs> Four on one? He's, he's great on offense! Snowbird, baby! Snowbird! He's good on offense! Just can... Leave him down there! Good lord. Oh, well, yeah. He will forever remain an, an enigma to me. I don't understand it. I don't either, and I get very frustrated when I watch him. And I, I, I do think it's effort. I think he's. I think do he's you lazy. think that it was a good move to have him? Yeah. Yeah, because now the Jazz are celebrating. You know, they're they're doing the jazz, doing a rain the, dance. The jazz, the jazz didn't have a, a venomous first team. Cantor was their first team. What I'm saying is they got rid of him and they they're loving life. Right. Yeah. They're they're better they, without the, him. The best. They went from an atrocious defense to the first. I mean, they they're the best defensive team in the league right now. On paper, please. Because of Rudy Gobert. And no more Cantor. And no more Cantor, yeah. So I guess the question is... I, I think the, my, you think my, the Thunder still benefited from him being... Because he's in the second year. That's true, yeah. If he right. was getting starters minutes, then no. Mm-hmm. He, we, did, we did give a max contract, so... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 I truly don't think there are many centers that have his offensive skill set either. I don't I, I would agree with but that. He is, he's truly something to watch on offense. He's... he's, a, he's Really great offensively, and to have a player, I, I think you can spare that deficiency when it's in your second unit. Anyway, do you think it's time for fan theories? I think it's time. It's time for fan theories. Which one, which one should we unveil first? <laughs> for context, Eli and I work together, and throughout the day, throughout the months, the weeks, we have just in conversation over lunch, wherever. We have just, organically built right just this, some theories, some a strange stable of NBA fan theories, a bitch's brew of. A bi- I just wanted to throw that <laughs> phrase out there. I don't even know if I use it correctly. I don't think you do. Well, you know. That's all right. Well, <sighs> should we stop? <laughs> Turn it off. It's ruined. <laughs> no, but, you know, just we we've kind of come to some interesting thoughts. Regarding usually specific players and interactions with, you know, different NBA players, we we're creating a um, a gossip. Sure. It's 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 kind of sure. gossipy. And, and you know, after uh, after a certain time, repetition of gossipy items, jokes, jokes. Um, we start to wonder: Could this be real? Does this happen? You weight? begin to convince yourself it's plausible. <laughs> not it's happening, or not it might be happening. It could be happening. Right. It's a huge question mark, but it's, it's things that need to be talked about. Should we start? We, we have fan theories regarding Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Nikolai Pekovic. <laughs> I can't believe that one's definitely. Oh my and, god! And my personal favorite is Jimmy Butler. Let's talk. Let's talk Jimmy and Jimmy and uh, D Rose. Okay, I'll, I will set the stage. <laughs> right. I, everyone knows. Derrick Rose <clears throat> has a horrible injury history. I mean, that 
You don't need to talk about it. If you know anything about the NBA, that's that's just how it happens. This most recent injury in practice, he got elbowed in the face <laughs> and fractured his orbital bone. Okay? And I, I read a few things about who it was. <laughs> and uh, I saw, I noticed some publications would leave it out. I noticed, I, know, I saw one that said Taj, Taj Gibson, mm-hmm. on accident. Not true. I saw another that said Jimmy Butler. I didn't think twice about it. But it was stored in the recesses of my mind. The next day, I get on, I look at NBA News. Jimmy Butler says publicly right. that he doesn't like Derrick Rose's work ethic. Mm. Then I'm like, that's weird. You just you, you broke this man's eyeball bone yesterday. And today you have the gumption. Stole your stole your word. Mm, the, good word. The gumption to say you don't like his work ethic. Usually you would say you wouldn't say that the day after you did that. Well and on then, top of the fact that this is a former MVP and a beloved right. Right. member of the Chicago community. When he, the, and to, he, he's a hero. It's a ballsy statement. Huge. So, just, the, we're not done here. The, that, that alone, saying, I don't like his, I like him as a friend, I don't like his work ethic. Right. And then you look at the numbers. Oh no. What do the numbers say? What do we find? The first year that Derrick Rose had his horrible injury, the first one, was Jimmy Butler's rookie year. <laughs> it speaks for itself. 2011. Jimmy Butler comes into the league, and guess who was never the same? Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. He's ruined our hero. He he knew. He knew what he, he was knew. doing. Because he knew. And now Derrick Rose is getting caught in, like, like sex rings. Mm-hmm. Like... This dude goes on crazy like sex parties. What happened to our, you know, what happened to him, man? What happened to our bud, our boy? Jimmy Butler wanted to be. He poisoned his mind. He poisoned his body. Right. He started with the so body. He could. <laughs> it's the easiest. He worked the body. He worked the body. The body is the easiest to attack. <laughs> Jimmy Butler went for the body. We had two knees. We had the third knee. Mm-hmm. A few back spasms in there. Maybe a neck issue. I'm not sure. I think there's something in the ankle as well. Pro- I, I and then, it. in practice, he decides to go meta world peace. And he elbows him in the eyeball. Mm-hmm. And now who would we say is the best player in Chicago? You would say Jimmy Butler. That's right. So, I'm not saying it's right, but it's working. What it, you know, I agree. I mean, he you know he's reaping huge benefits. I could see D Rose getting traded in a couple of years. Oh yeah, and oh, it's Jimmy's yeah. just you know he, he's just rubbing his hands together. He got there and he said, "I want to be the guy." And no, he said no. He didn't say that. He said, "I, I will be." The guy. <laughs> he walked. He walked into. <laughs> he walked into the facility and he said, "You look at this," and am. he said, "I am the guy. I am <laughs> the guy." Where's D Rose? At the time, he was healthy. Mm-hmm. He was on the cover of 2K. He was reigning MVP. Mm-hmm. He was a player who many said things like, "He's going to be the greatest Bulls player since Jordan." Yep, Jordan-esque. He had all. He still on. might be, honestly. I and mean, since Jordan, who's there been? 
Kirk Condren. <laughs> oh my god. It comes full circle. <laughs> America's heart of hearts. America's heart of hearts. The Kirk hardest Condren. working man in Chicago. America's deacon of disaster, Kirk Condren. <laughs> oh my god. He does take a good charge. He's great. And he yeah. takes charge. He does. He When he's out there, they listen. I don't think it's true. This is actually... Kirk Connick is the only man Jimmy Butler respects. <laughs> that's a really good that, point. That, that's a fact. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler has sabotaged the Bulls organization and to destroyed Derrick Rose because he knew and he said to himself, right. I am the guy. I am the guy. Dr. Tom Thibodeau, I am the guy. And when, when, if Jimmy Butler plays for and, another team... And Thib probably said, I don't approve of this. And he just smiled and turned around. Yeah. Because he was a rookie, he didn't want to push too far. Yeah. He liked the competitive edge. He did. That Butler was showing, and it got out of hand. Right, it did. He's gone too far. But I think I think he know. I, I I'll say this. I don't think we're. I don't think we'll see any more Derrick Rose injuries. You know why? Because, because Jimmy's the alpha dog now. He did it. <laughs> He's on top of the mountain. He did. D Rose is too weak to he, challenge. He climbed that mountain, and boy, Rose put up a good fight. He did. He really did. I mean, what? Like this is like his fourth comeback, third comeback. Yep. Well, if Jimmy Butler goes to another team, it'll happen again. Watch. I think. I think there might be some chatter in the league, though. I could see, you know, people kind of wondering, you know, what's going on? What's this relationship? I'm going like? to write a few GMs. Yeah, I think you should. Or at least tweet at someone. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my buddy Nick Collison, mm. who has an amazing social media. Look, guys, you know, if, if, you, if you're having trouble believing us out there, just, just look at the numbers. Look at the facts. Look, Make your own decision. Let's stay objective here. Yeah. We, we, we definitely, we don't want to... Um, Want this to rely entirely on gossip? You know, we're you know we, we don't ta- like gossip. We take this seriously. We look. We 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 stared at mounds, heaping mounds, scouring our NBA of, of, daily of spreadsheets to come to this conclusion. It's not just oh, I saw on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's it's data. Yeah, I mean it's hard data. Scientific method was applied. So, you know, we'll continue to uh, test this theory, and, and if we have any updates, we'll let you know. That's right. All right, real quick, <clears throat> we're going to finish out with, uh, let's see, how much time we, oh, we're, we're doing good on time. Let's uh, let's finish out with uh, who walks out. Last week, we did point guards. The champion was, uh, it was, it was Russ. Yeah, I think. It was Russ. Right. It has to be Russ. I mean, if we're, yeah. we assume it's Russ. If we're the same people we were last week, it's Russ. We'll start writing it down from here on out. Uh, I don't really care. Shooting guards. We should point out, the, the league is the most shooting guard week it's been in a long time. Yeah, this it, is it, this it, is, this is going to be the week, weakest of the five. Stick with us. It will be worth it. But there are a couple sleeper picks in here that are going to be interesting. Right. Uh, who You have the list? Or, uh, we, 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 we left it at the office. We, I can do it by. I can do it I off can the top find of my head. It on the okay. cloud. On the cloud. Yeah. Though so that's what all the guys in tech say. Whenever you're looking for something, you'll say, "I'm looking for it on on the cloud." On the cloud. It's on the cloud. It's on the cloud. It's, um. Yeah. Okay. So number one, obviously, James Harden. Yeah. He's in there. Sure. We got. You know, Jimmy up. Butler. Who has proven that he is... Vicious. Ooh. Relentless. 
Yeah, so you've got Harden, you have Jimmy Butler. I'll get the list now. Victor Oladipo. <clears throat> Kyle, Kyle Scorver. DeMar DeRozan. J.R. Smith, who we should never use his last name. He's simply J.R. J.R. Swish. J.R. Swish. I like that a lot better. We're going with it. T.A. Tony Allen. Whew, Manu, the grandfather. Manu Ginobili. Kobe. The Black Mamba Bryant. Whew. Colby Bryant. Yep, Colby. Colby. And Dwayne Wade. Who everybody loves. Who are we? Except for Dirk, probably. Alright, so first man out. Harden, Butler, Oladipo, Corver, DeRozan, Smith, Allen, Ginobili, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade. Who's the first man out? DeRozan. DeRozan? Yep. Really? You know I'm not a huge DeRozan fan. Well, too one-dimensional. I, I no 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 I I agree with you I mean I think you're right I, I, I think know. he expects too much. He's in Toronto. What does he expect? How, how do you expect too much in Toronto? To put up empty stats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Just points. That's all. There's I know. honestly, I'm sure many of you, all of you that are listening, could probably put me the, in my place the about DeRozan, and and I challenge you to. Well, because I have a very yeah. I don't know why I just don't I'm not a fan. With over a million viewers each week, I'm sure one of them could. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm cutting DeRozan. Okay. Is that cool with you? Yeah, I'm cutting Ginobili. And I don't, I don't I mean, do you have, are you going to... I mean, no, he's old. I mean, gonna he, that? he's crafty. He is. He's got he a bald crafty. spot. So he's... <laughs> Dude, he's... Less hair to hold on, to grab onto. I mean, we're talking like, who walks out? This isn't a boxing match. No, no, no. Everything no, no. matters. Yeah, no, no, no. So... Well, this, this is who walks out. You know, he's crafty. He's an innovator. I mean, he brought the Eurostep to America. That is true. What what would he bring to that fight? And go back to Demar Rosen. DeRozan. Wow, oh, I got like a burp or something. That's weird. Okay. S- sorry. Just yeah, drink I'm some fine. beer. I'm fine. He's gotten smaller. I don't care what anyone says. He's withering away. He is. <laughs> One day he'll be on the court and the wind will blow and he'll be gone. He's gotten scrawnier. I'll say that. Okay, Ginobili so, and Ginobili and, and, and yeah, Demar Rosen are gone. Ginobili simply, I mean, I think Ginobili 15 years ago, that's a force we reckon with. But yeah. He's older, we're just facing the facts. I think next, the third man out is Dwayne Wade. Not because he isn't fierce, not because he isn't strong or capable, it's because he's so nice. He and, and He's like well known as like a family man, mm-hmm. everybody's friend, kind of. Just on, he seems to be on good terms with everyone in the league, pretty much. I don't think he has that fire. I think there's a difference between being kind and being soft. I don't think he's soft. I think he's kind. He's kind. He, you know, what? I think he's the um, has the most blocks at his position of all time. So That's he true. plays bigger than he is. He's a fierce competitor. He's won. He what? Three rings? Now? Yeah. All right. You've already convinced me. Okay. All right. So. The third man out after Ginobili and DeRozan. Harden. Harden, yeah. Great player, you know. But he is soft. Super soft. I mean, he's soft like Charmin, baby. I mean, there of of the millions of you out there, I'm sure one of you, or more of you, maybe a few hundred thousand of you, we have that many viewers, are thinking, he's not soft. He goes hard in the lane every play. Here's what I would say to this, that. And that, this and that. This and that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. He is soft, and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, him, his trouble with uh, 
this the beginning of the season something's going on mentally. Yeah. I think with him, uh, clearly. Dude, I mean, his last last it's, dude, it's Adidas. Yeah, that's a really good point. Adidas is fan you, theory number two. Well, Adidas that could be is soft. fan theory. That is that okay. Is fan fan theory. theory. You sign with Adidas, you start sucking. We'll talk about we'll, that we'll, later. We'll go through our spreadsheets. Yeah, we'll just check that out. <clears throat> I agree with you with Harden. Corver is next. Get him out of there. Yeah, just get him out. Must not talk about it. Anyone have any contention with that? No. Don't care. Next, Oladipo. He's got something to prove. He does. Well, but but look. Look who's left, though. Oladipo, J.R. Swish, T.A., and Kobe, and Jimmy Butler. He's the fifth in that group. Yeah, let's get him out of there. He is. Now you're getting to the upper echelon. Now we're talking. This these group. were the these were the ones we were wanting to talk about. Right. So you've got J.R. Smith. Vicious, dirty. He's a snake. Stoned, so he probably doesn't feel pain very often. Right, that's true. You can't Looks be, like Perkins. Unpredictable. Looks like Kendrick Perkins, so he kind of channels that strength yeah. as well, I think. Yeah. That's underrated power. Um, Jimmy Butler, who is sort of that quiet assassin. I mean, clear as we've proven. Yeah, I don't need to talk about that anymore. Kobe is known. Ruthless, the, the, the coldest man on the face <laughs> of the planet is Kobe Bryant. That dude is, he is stone cold. He's redeemed himself with the uh, Lamar Odom situation. I will give him that. And I think he's been right. a great friend. Aside from that, absolutely. Right. He is stone cold. I mean, it's, it's not even, it's not even, like, comparable. So, and, and, you know, it comes down to, you know, you think about these and, you know, the idea that he could, you know, take a life and feel nothing. I, not, not for comedic effect, not. This isn't a joke. Not for hyperbole. I'm, I'm laughing because it's so absurd. And so true. But I am not kidding when I say Kobe Bryant could strangle a man and sleep that night. Absolutely. There's there's not a doubt in my... Dude, dude, the way the way that he just like jocked on that fan that one time. Like, yeah. One, two, three, four, five rings. The five fingers. Yep. We've seen, you know, Matt Barnes faking that pass right in Kobe's face. He doesn't flinch. Dude, doesn't flinch. He has overridden his basic human (laughs) instincts. Dominant instincts. It it doesn't matter how strong, how brave, how strong you are. You flinch. It's biological. Not for Kobe. No. Yeah. He's exercised that demon. Flinching has been bred into us for millions (laughs) of years. And this is a man who has overridden that. It's incredible. He has rewired his heart and his mind. He is. Well, when you, he is a rock. When you, Kobe Bryant is my. I mean, rock. He, he was ready to throw down on Dwight Howard. Oh, call dude. just soft, dude. Calling him dude, soft. He would, he would kill him. He try me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Direct quote to Dwight Howard. Enormous biceps. What is he? Six ten? Is he seven foot? I I don't know. He's close. Try me. <laughs> soft. Dude, yes! Just like telling him to his face, you're soft. After being on his team. There you go. Yeah. Not friends. Okay, he's staying at least in the top three. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have Tony Allen. 
<laughs> the grindfather, dude, baby. You, Uncle dude, Tony. Dude, Uncle you don't, Tony you, knows you best. You get a nickname like grindfather <laughs> without some serious like gravel in your stomach. I think that's true. I I think that it, I think that out of those four, who are we getting rid of? Let's talk that. I I I think that in any other decade or two, J.R. Smith is up there. But he was born when he was born. He was born too late. He was born too late. If J.R. Smith played in the 80s, 90s, he, fine, he can be whatever. Let's be honest, Tony Allen and Kobe Bryant and Jimmy Butler would eat him for breaquist. They would, and that's... Uh, because That speaks more to them than does him. But also, J.R. Smith is a, he's a stupid dirty. Right. Don't need to elaborate on that anymore. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want him to farm this podcast. No, and, you know, we love J.R. Smith. J.R., we do love you. We really do. I will say this, J.R. Smith and 2K is close to unstoppable. Okay. Jimmy Top Butler, three. the grandfather, and the black man. I don't know. Honestly, this I thought this was going to be weak, but no. this is actually really tough. I thought it was going to be It's weak in amount. Right. It's, there's not as many. The cream always rises to the top. There's but a lot the, of cream. But the cream of this crop is the creamiest of any crop. I will say that. Wow, okay. Write that down, Robert Frost. Well, he's dead. Wendell Berry. Write Pour that one down. out for him. Wendell Berry is alive, and I'm very happy about that. Okay. Jimmy Butler is the first one out. Yeah, and that's a, that, that he, is, he's got he's got you know what he's done so far is impressive in terms of his tenacity. And I think if he keeps this up for twenty years like Kobe does, he could be. Yeah. He's the next.